Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And today we wanted to talk about everybody's favorite social network, Facebook. Facebook. Specifically, how you can use Facebook Business Manager to manage your practice account. Yeah, when we were we were trying to put together topics for our next series of episodes, and we were going through some questionable headaches with our favorite advertising platform. Facebook while we were at a conference and it's like every time Corey would put a new ad in (laughs) it would get rejected and we had this big opening taking place the week we were getting back and it was like he would spend an hour building ads and then the emails would come through and said oh sorry your ad was rejected and it was rejected after it was accepted right it was approved and we're like cool walk away from it 45 minutes later oh just kidding yeah. So we thought if we had these kind of problems and trying to keep up with all the changes that are going on at Facebook and all the new offerings that they've got, you know, then other people must be having the same problems. So we thought it makes sense to talk about Facebook for business and business manager and how you should be using it when you're you know, putting together your social media activities. Because you don't want to get kicked off Facebook because that would be a real trouble sore spot for you. Yeah, a common question that we get is, well, what social network should I be on? Or I've heard of this. Like, are we doing anything there? And it, normally the answer, especially if you're a smaller practice, is go to Facebook because that's where the largest amount of people are. And Your grandmother is on Facebook. Right, exactly, exactly. And and, and if you're dealing with a, a younger population, you know, maybe they don't use it as much, but they're still on it. And the reason that that, that matters is because Facebook has just hands down the best targeting demographic info when it comes to advertising. It's easy to use uh, and they collect all kinds of of data from everyone. Even if they're not using Facebook, they're still collecting the the data. The data collection is so scary and so (laughs) cool at the same time. It's, you know, the idea that you can use this data to to market your practice better, it's so real. And at the same time, it's scary as heck thinking, you know, that Facebook knows everything you were doing. Yeah, actually, I was um, in preparation for this episode. I was I was digging around in there, and I clicked on um, a local tab in the business manager, and um, we found that. So I was looking at a particular practice, and it gave me a view of 165 feet within the office location. So I got a radius of 165 feet around the office. And it told me all kinds of great information. So the average age range of people around this office within 165 feet is 35 to 44. The busiest times are 7 to 8 a.m. The busiest day is Saturday. And while people are within 165 feet of the office, we are reaching 8.6% of them on Facebook with his marketing material. Well, and you know how they're doing that. They're doing that because you can order... Well, they're doing it from mobile, but you can also get like this transponder sent to your office now. Um, I forget the name of what they actually call it, but you get this transponder thing sent to your office. It looks like you know a little little box, 
and you put it up in your office and then when people are walking into your office Facebook knows because it's tying to their phone into their Facebook account the app that's on their phone and they know when they've actually walked into your office between this transponder and between the GPS tracking exactly how long you're there and I was we were at that conference recently and we're talking about this whole thing and this is how traditional retailers are going to be marketing to us this holiday season. So we're a couple months out from, from the Christmas season and you're gonna to start to see this more and more. So let's say you're at home one day and you're looking you know, at holiday sweaters and then all of a sudden you walk into the local Macy's store. Macy's knows that you've walked in their store and they're gonna feed you an ad of the, your favorite holiday sweater that you happen to be looking at. It got down to the point that the gentleman that was talking about this at the conference said they know how long you've been in the store, where you went while you were in the store, how long you spent in the men's department versus the ladies department, and when you walked into the main mall. And they're doing this through these transponders. And this is the rage right now for the upcoming holiday season is how to take retargeting, traditional Facebook advertising, mobile advertising, and then in-store driving people back into the store. Yeah, and it kind of solves the problem of, well, we don't, you know, it's, it's hard to measure Does it really work? all yeah. kinds of conversions, right? Because if, so if I'm looking at a red sweater and then um, let's say I look at it on Macy's, I don't buy it. So I'll get the retargeting ad that says, hey, look at all these red, at sweaters, these red at, sweaters at Macy's. But the only way that they know that if I bought a red sweater from Macy's is if I go back to the website to buy the red sweater. Well, maybe I was just browsing and then I walk into the Macy's and I buy a red sweater. The Traditionally, I, they would have no way to know that. But with the, the transponder, they know that my phone, which is tied to me, who was looking at red sweaters, went in and bought a red sweater. Well, and they even they, they were talking about it at this conference that they can go as far now, like Corey was saying, within 165 feet. Yeah. So Corey's walking down the sidewalk in New York City and all of a sudden this ad would pop on, on his phone, this like push notification hey Corey, we've got red sweaters on sale turn now mm -hmm. so it's coming a long way and it all starts at the business manager page yeah definitely so what we the what we wanted to talk about today was the specifically the business manager so if you've dabbled in advertising on facebook you may not have set up a business manager account but you really really should because it unlocks so much more and even if you haven't spent any dollars yet you should still set up a business manager account to claim and manage your practice so one of the best things about the business manager is it everything's kind of all in one you can manage all of your facebook assets so that's your business page if you're doing the ads um, you can change those there if you're pixeling audiences, um, which is a way to track if people are going to your website and like how they're interacting with it, you can actually build audiences off of that to track on Facebook. So um, unpack that just a little bit. Basically, you put a code on the website and then Facebook will start to gather all the data from the people on the website. So then let's say you want to advertise on Facebook and you've got $50 to spend. You can choose your pixeled audience from the website, meaning that it's going to give the ad that you're going to put the $50 behind to people that have already been to your website. So you know they're interested in whatever your subspecialty is. So you can manage that there. You know, also take care of your billing, your saved audiences if you, if you um, get into the real kind of deep dive targeting stuff that Facebook allows. Um, and you can access all sorts of cool audience uh, data there. You can see... Um, what age range is looking at everything on your page or your ads? You can see, um, you know, if they're if they're 
self-employed or how uh, male, female, and it goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, I like it too because you can, through the business manager, you can find Facebook's kind of educational marketing platform. So through business manager, you can also get to facebook.com slash marketing, which takes you to all these videos kind of like from all the conferences that Facebook presents at where they're doing like this thought leadership and top level conversation about where this is all going. And so you can really learn a lot and gain a competitive edge by just spending a little bit of time there. It's also kind of a hub where all the policies and procedures get put. So like what are the advertising policies? What are the best practices? What is working? What's not working? Um, it's a it's a hub for kind of customer service area from a standpoint, from the business standpoint. So somebody's page gets put up and they put all this effort into it, but something triggered it to be shut down. You know, and this is where people are going and, re- and Facebook's responding. So you just can learn how to better optimize your Facebook strategy by learning from others through this business manager hub. Yeah, and also um, if you are spending some money there, it it will uh, provide you with kind of like a top level view of all of your reporting dashboards. So if you need to get those reports out, or at least the, you know track down the numbers to turn it around to a doctor or a higher up that's allotted you some sort of a budget to actually spend on social media, um, this will tell you how many people you reached, how many were engaged, what they clicked on, and the actual cost of each one of those clicks, and it, that all kind of shows up by default. So let's just talk a little bit about why sometimes ads get rejected since, Corey, you've been rejected so much recently. Well, you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> well, you, you should have seen his face on when he got rejected every day. Yeah. Um, so basically the Facebook al- algorithm, it automatically searches for key phrases or images and things like that. So, for instance, if, if um, let's say you're a plastic surgeon, you can advertise on Facebook, but you you can't say that, uh, like, get the look you've always wanted. Or um, if you're an orthopedic place, you can't say your injury, bring your injury. You can say bring uh, bring an injury. If you have an injury, come here. But you, you can't say that it's it's yours because that's targeting an individual. And they'll be like, how did they know I hurt my knee? Yeah, and the, and the actual Facebook policy there is that it may, believe it or not, this is what they say, it may impact how they feel about themselves. And you think, well, they hurt. they they hurt their ankle. Like they feel that they have a hurt ankle, but uh, <laughs> that doesn't really fly with Facebook. So you, the, the ads can get rejected because of the wording. Uh, and then if you're trying to promote any sort of ideal body image, um, that's kind of a, a real gray area too. And sometimes it, everything can fly right under the algorithm and, and get uh, approved, and everything is good. Uh, sometimes. It will get flagged and then bounce back to you because it says that you're um, promoting an ideal body image that they may or may not have, uh, and that's not allowed within the Facebook guidelines. Yeah, and some of it's interesting because sometimes you're like, it gets approved through the algorithm, but then Facebook actually has a, a team of people that review it, like an actual Facebook person. And so, like, the algorithm will approve it, and then, like, an hour later, it gets unapproved, and you get rejected, and it's because they have people looking at it. So, if you go to the business manager page, they show you all the best practices. Like, you can do this, but don't do this. You can use this photo, but don't use this type of photo. Right, right. It just takes a couple times, I think, to figure it out. It does. And for the most part, common sense will um, prevail, and, you know, if you just think about it for a second, you you can do that. Sometimes, however, uh, even when you think you're using common sense, you still get rejected quite a bit. Um, but So one of the good things about that, though, is like Jen mentioned, they do have an actual person and there is an appeal process. So if you say, um, well, I'm actually not promoting an ideal body image. I use this photo because of X, Y, and Z and, and the message means this. 
um, they'll send that to an actual human being who will then respond and say, oh, okay, it's approved now, or no, it still unfortunately doesn't pass the guidelines, and here's why. Yeah, it, it's it's good stuff. And it, it just, every time you get rejected, you're better for it at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as every single thing you're doing is not getting rejected, because then, then you might like have an issue. But if you occasionally get rejected, you don't have to panic about that. Um, it's actually really useful, and like Jen said, you can certainly use that as a uh, learning experience and a tool moving forward, knowing what you can and cannot put in the ads. Okay, so since we're talking about Facebook, we'd be remiss not to talk about some of the cool things that we've been doing with medical practices just like yours and some of the results that we've been seeing. Because we've been doing some things that I never thought we would be doing, but since we've been doing them, we want to do more of them. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the ones that comes to mind right off the top of my head is the uh, live video stuff that we've been doing. Live live video has been treating us very well. Yeah, so what we've had a lot of success with is um so recently we opened up a new location we had the doctor that's going to be at that location um we were having a grand opening later that day so in the morning we did a live video he introduced himself and said here's a new location and uh, we're having a grand opening tonight hope to see everybody out at six o'clock i'll be here we're gonna do ribbon cutting have some food and it's gonna be great uh that video uh i think it wound up with like seven or eight thousand views yeah it was great and guess what it didn't cost it cost five dollars that's how much we boosted behind it yep put five dollars behind it and it took maybe a total of 10 minutes to explain what we were doing to the doc he got right on board and then we set up and did it and done and posted it yeah we had one a couple weeks ago where there was a study that came out talking about injuries in youth athletes and we, we, the study came out, and we went straight to an orthopedic doc that we work with. And we said, hey, doc, will you um, read this article real quick, and then let's do a live video. And we did the live video. It got like 24,000 views. And then Corey had a great idea to go ahead and grab the video, build a quick page on the website, a landing page with access to the, to the um, article it was referencing to some other injury prevention tip videos that we've got and then put the doctor on there and it's just like the gift that just keeps giving yeah but one of the great things about the live video and we get this question sometimes is well i mean who cares what like it's only going to be like three people that watch it no. live and and well it, it depends i mean sometimes yeah that's definitely the it's, case yeah, sometimes maybe, it's but, not but the residual effects are enormous exactly because so let's say um if you know what you're going to do, you can schedule it and you can say, tune in Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we're going to have Dr. So-and-so discussing whatever. You can build an audience that way, you know, do it a couple of days in advance. But if you just happen to grab them and you've got a few minutes, have them do it anyway. And even if you know four or five people watch, you can then save that video down. You can embed it into your website and it'll live on forever that way. Uh, you can boost it. Uh, like we did with the um, opening video for the five dollars, and that puts it in front of followers or whatever audience you choose for the rest of the day till the, till the money's used out, till the budget's gone. So it's it kind of um, it can be used in a lot of different ways, and Facebook is really promoting video right now. So if you do something that's live, they're going to give you all kinds of love. Yeah, and I mean, we were at a conference, um, the Content Marketing World Conference, this past year, and we were at a like an all day session with a bunch of hospitals and. We were talking to the hospitals, and they're talking about how much focus they're putting into live video, especially like when they tie their content marketing in with their their public relations teams and their media teams. They're using it to make you know to to replace the old press conference announcement. They're using Facebook Live and Periscope on Twitter to do these types of things. So who knows how long it'll last, but it will. It's right now we're having great success, and so we're exploring all kinds of different ways to use Facebook Live. 
for the medical practices that we represent. Definitely, yeah. And, and I would bet that the video thing, I, they're going to keep pushing that. So yeah. I, I, it's safe to say that um, it's going to be around for a while. Super easy to use, by the way. If you have a smartphone and you have the business account, you just um, open up the account. There's actually a little button. It says live video. Press it and uh, you're, you're, you're good to go. Yeah, it, it gives you a quick countdown, three, two, one. Um, and then you're broadcasting live to every one of your followers. So it's no extra equipment needed, no real setup. You don't have to worry about lighting and, and you know, because it's understood that it's a live video. So, so another thing that we um, have been doing for a while on Facebook is remarketing. remarketing. And um, we've seen some great results as, um, as a result of our efforts putting forth on it. You know, it was a little tricky at first, understanding how do you remarket within HIPAA and how do you remarket within the guidelines that Facebook offers. But, you know, if you're not doing remarketing now, Corey touched on it a little bit earlier. It's um, essentially retargeting is where... You put a pixel that Facebook provides you on your website, use that pixel to build an audience, and then you can later on serve messages to that audience because, hey, you know they came to your website. Maybe they didn't actually schedule an appointment, but you got to get back in front of them. Right. And so the great thing about um, retargeting is that uh, it's cheap. It's super, super affordable, and the, the conversion rate is generally pretty high because, again, these people came to the website for a particular reason. So, uh, you know, we, we know... You know, for example, that someone's interested in uh, glasses or contacts, they went to the website, they looked at the glasses page, well, then they probably want glasses or are interested in an eye exam. So you can retarget to them knowing that not only are they interested in it, but they're interested in you. So it works really well. Um, setting the pixel up is super easy. Setting the retargeting up is a little tricky, but um, it's well worth it. And within the, Jen mentioned the uh, HIPAA and Facebook guidelines and things like that. And really, the, the key takeaway is that you can't market uh, something that's like super specific that would... Uh, like you can't market like herpes vaccinations. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But you can say that you or are... for a cold sore that you might have. Right, but you you can't say that um, your immunology center is one of the leading ones in, in the yes. county or what have you. Yeah. So, so you go to the immunology center... To look, you know, maybe I'm going to go to this place to to get my travel-related disease checked out. And later on, you're on Facebook and you find out, gosh, these doctors are five-star rated? I've got to make that appointment. Exactly, yeah. So as long as you're not, you're not being too intrusive, again, common sense uh, hopefully will prevail there. And you shouldn't have an issue uh, either with HIPAA or the Facebook guidelines. Corey, why don't you talk real quick about some of the things that you're doing, um, just real briefly about like how you're using Facebook to attract new employees, um, how you're using Facebook to target um, employers and employers that carry certain types of insurance, things of that nature. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of success actually with uh, a client. Uh, it's a physical therapy client. They uh, are in constant need because they're, they're growing. So they always need uh, like an occupational therapist or a new PT to start. So what we'll do is we'll actually create a post and then target it to physical therapists or occupational therapists within a certain mile radius and say the help wanted, you know, and, and here's what the qualifications are, here are the benefits, and click here for more information or call this number um, to, to uh, add your name to the list, basically. And um, that works really, really well because we're, tar- we're talking right to the specific uh, occupational therapist or whoever that we're trying to hire. And even if it's not them, you know, they're going to um, pass that info along to someone that they may know also in the field that's looking for a job. 
Uh, as far as targeting for employers, we've done that recently where uh, we've looked at what large employers in the area carry a specific type of insurance. And so we can target to employees of those particular businesses because they know that we're covered by insurance and um, they may be interested in a service that one of our clients offers. And again, working incredibly well, the um, cost per click, so to get someone to click on the ad, go back to the um, to the practice website and schedule an appointment, it's sitting somewhere around, I think it's like $2 or something like that. Yeah, I that. think so, that was, was that the in vitro fertilization? Yes. So we have a client that does IVF and there's a handful of employers that will actually cover the IVF treatment, which is typically a cash base and it's pretty large out of pocket. So we were very specific in targeting these um, friends and family of these employers, and they've seen some really good results. Yeah, they really have, and, and again, super easy to set up. Yeah, you just got to think outside the box. So we had a, a client that had a, um, a new doctor come on board recently, and they wanted to find a way to notify people in the community he used to service that he had moved to a new practice. And so didn't you put together some ads focusing on that doctor is now at this new practice and geo-targeted to that old area? So what we did was we, uh, yes, we geo-targeted to the area that he was in. And we didn't want to say specifically that he was he was now practicing over here. But what we did do, we got a photo of all of the doctors that are at that office and said that you know they're board certified, great doctors. He was front and center though, so anyone that that was his previous patient would instantly recognize him and hey, say, "Hey, that's my doctor!" Exactly, and say that, "Oh, he's at this new practice now." And um, we we put that ad together. It ran last month for I think it was just about a hundred bucks, and um, we had over ten thousand impressions and. And uh, I think over, I want to say like 1,500 click-throughs. That's pretty good site. stuff. So, that, yeah. And you couldn't do that if you were advertising, you know, making an announcement that the new doctor came in a local magazine or something like that. You can only do it when you're doing online ads and, and specifically in Facebook because there's so much data that you're provided. Right. And, and the great thing is that so the cost of entry is very low and we're able to track every click and know how successful it is where, like you mentioned with the magazine, it would have cost, you know, upward. It could have been 10 times that much. And Heck we yeah. Would, and you wouldn't know if we would have one no person idea. saw it. Right. And, you know, and speaking of geotargeting, so we have a client that just opened up a new orthopedic walk-in clinic. And so as we were putting together the marketing plan for the walk-in clinic, Corey was able to set up those accounts so that they are targeting folks that actually may come in off the street on the weekend, the exact age group, people that are interested in um, whether they're coming from work, we had specific ads, or whether they're coming from, you know, backyard weekend activities, or if they're, you know, football players and, you know, kids that are coming off the athletic field, we're able to target within a geographic area, target those specific messages for pennies on the dollar, and we've seen great success in the first couple of weeks that the walk-in clinic's been open. Yeah, and one of the great things about the Facebook ads, too, is you can uh, you can set a schedule. So what we've done is we say, like, come in now or now open, and it only runs when the walk-in clinic is actually open. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you can, right. So you don't have to worry about, like, is it going to be on at midnight and if someone's going to see it and think, oh my goodness, I can come to the walk-in clinic now. And um, it, it avoids all that together because the ad only runs during open hours for the clinic. So I think that's probably about it for all of our um, Facebook kudos this week. But if we can 
tell you one thing, it's, it's make sure you have your business manager account, that you take some time to explore the business manager. And then when you have a couple extra minutes, I really encourage you to explore facebook.com slash marketing so you can get some of these kind of top level ideas and how you can translate them to make it work for your practice. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff in there. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.